0: And we never really find out how the toupee left Doug's body. Sounds like it's his soul. It's like when Sirius Black is getting (laughs) his soul sucked out. In the shape of a toupee. Well, little butt cut. Someone who knows how to do graphic design.
1: I want a side view of Will (laughs) Sasso.
0: With a little toupee in the Forbidden Forest. Thank you so much. Caitlin, the Lord is testing us. Oh my God. She is testing us tonight. Yes, let me tell you. So we <laughs> we we started taping this episode, and then things it's like old hit times. the bed.
1: It I know you know it's it's almost nostalgic, but I hate it. I am so frustrated and angry at myself, and I feel bad for wasting your time. Oh God! And I'm just don't worry like, about that. Don't worry about that, man. I just I just want
0: us to make a good ch- shut up boy. I just want us to, can you hear me? Yeah. Can everyone just be quiet? <laughs> um things are crazy, guys. I think the quarantine has officially gotten to both of us. <laughs> um on the last go-around, we were talking about how busy we've both been mm-hmm. um on top of the existential boredom, which just doesn't seem uh sustainable. No. Does not seem sustainable. So, I mean, on the plus side, you guys don't have to listen to us uh, moan about that for ten minutes, which is what it reminds the original me when recording everything was.
1: shut off during Purple Giraffe, and it was like a really mean episode. <sighs> yep, yep. I was yeah. spewing a lot of shit. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Mm.
0: So that was again the Lord tested mm-hmm. us and then intervened. So yep. So this is not your best. Here we are. This is not who you are. So we're just no, going to erase just, it. Yeah. We're just going to cut it. We're just going to cut it and give you a fresh start. Like the, like the great flood. Yeah. So anyway, um, if you don't already Salt know, I'm Kate, I'm I'm Kate. This is Caitlin. We are Hey Beautiful. Um, thanks for joining us again and for, and we hope you're all safe and well during mm-hmm. this lovely time in history. We do have some fun things happening, like we just got off a live stream with our Patreon pals, and so if you're a member of our Patreon, every month you get a live stream with us on our secret Instagram. I guess we have a Finsta.
1: Ooh, that's right. Wow. Yeah.
0: Hmm. So, Hey Beautiful has a Finsta, and you can only get in if you are a Patreon member, but luckily, that's only two bucks a month. Yep. That's not bad. We're
1: terrible capitalists.
0: That's right. Um, also, well, on that live stream, we revealed who our interview is this week, which we hadn't yet. Mm-hmm. And so Monday night, I sat down virtually with Juliet B. Rice. And you might not recognize that name, but you might recognize her face because she was in... Basically, every bar scene. She was a background actor in McLaren's every single week. Every single week.
1: That's so wild.
0: Right? So, thank you so much to Juliet. You guys are going to hear more from her uh, later this episode. And then her full uncut interview will be available on Patreon. She was freaking awesome. She was so enthusiastic and excited to talk about the show. And, um, you know, she just sort of, she, she feels the same way a lot of people do who have interacted with the show, which is that it was just a really special place and a really special time. Um, so it was it was awesome. It was almost an hour. I mean, she was just so generous with her time. So thank you so much, Juliet, if you're That's hearing awesome. this. I know she does listen sometimes, and maybe she'll listen to her episode. So yeah, thank you so, so much. We were oh, – it was just – it was great. My face hurt from smiling just – just talking to her so it was great um one other thing um i have to apologize to our pirate friend eric mm. because he sent all of his legendary moments in a message in a bottle in a message in a bottle mm-hmm. that was just lost at sea um no the real truth is he put them all in one email and friends let's just for my sanity one email per legendary moment because i will lose them otherwise. So I'm going to read Eric's legendary moments for the last three episodes. Nice. Yeah. Let's just do this. Okay. So look at that. Top of the show.
1: All in his own. This is <laughs> that's plan. right.
0: That's right. Season four, episode seven. Um this was when Lily was thinking about having a baby and wasn't sure. So drunk Lily analogous to a baby was his, his legendary moment. Uh, the whole time of, of Lily listening to Robin and Ted and clearly getting plastered was hilarious. Season four, episode eight, of course, Woo Girls. Um, deciphering all the woos is hands down my legendary moment, especially Ted's revelation, even if it's a little sad. <laughs> and Marshall sticking the, pig- sticking the pigeons on Barney is a close second. Very good. And then last episode, the naked man, uh, Eric's legendary moment was Ted walking in on the naked man, Mitch. It's a good build up to the moment. Excellent, (laughs) awkward, funny moment. The entire scene from discovery to going back upstairs to actually discover what the naked man is. Love it. Thank you, Eric. And he does have one for the end of the episode as well. Um, Let's see. We have 11 legendary moments tonight. So stay tuned for those. And one final update. We have two new patrons. So thank you. I know, right? So thank you to Bill and Luce, um, who are brand new patrons to the show. I'm so excited you're here. I'm so grateful that you're, you know, giving us some of your money at a time when money is weird. Mm -hmm. So we really, really appreciate it. So thank you guys so much. And stay tuned at the end for legendary moments from listeners like you and now let's get into the fight dun, dun,
1: dun, dun. this episode of hey beautiful is brought to you by our patreon all Five level members russell tish johnny Zet, and ben thanks to all of our patrons for their support of this show our patreon works in a sliding scale you give what you can each month and you'll receive all the perks we offer like private live streams with us and monthly book recommendations Join for as little as two dollars a month at patreoncom pod
0: This is season four, episode ten, "The Fight." Mm-hmm. It first aired on December eighth, two thousand eight. Our writer is Teresa Mulligan, lady writer. Lady writer. <laughs> and our director, as always, is Pam Fryman. Caitlin, what do we know about
1: Teresa Mulligan? So this is the first time we are seeing her here on How ha- uh, I Met Your Mother. And we will see her again. Only for three more episodes spread out between seasons five and six. She wrote The Last Cigarette Ever. <gasps> Good one. I know. I know. Twin Beds and Blitzgiving. Great I know. I know. Oh, I my know. gosh. Lady writer, So exciting. I love um, it. Some fun facts. The German episode title uh, is I don't know how to say it, but it means sissies. I'll actually send it to you because via uh, chat, because you are very, very good with the accents and all that other shit. I'm terrible. That's true. Um, But it means sissies. And then the French episode title means Battle of the Brave.
0: Ooh. Yeah. So Um, the German episode is Weichheier. I think that's how you say it. And Le Combat des Braves.
1: Oh, beautiful. That was beautiful. Um, Some of the more current stuff that Teresa has worked on includes Indebted, Atypical, and Lady Dynamite. Ooh, Mm -hmm.
0: awesome shows too. Get it, Teresa. I know. I love it. So we open this episode with a song from one of the guys from the Kinks. And it'll come back around at the end. So it's kind of like the theme of the episode mm-hmm. of this fight. Um, and it's actually a really sad song. It's like called like The Weeping Man or something. Listen, it's been a day. I'm not going to look it up again. But it's <laughs> the guy from the Kinks and you can figure it out. So uh, we get an, a sort of a montage of different fight scenes and future Ted asking, why do we fight? Where does this instinct come from? We see a kangaroo fighting a human, which is horrifying and falls under my uh strange fear of animals that are bigger than I think they should be way too big. Like he just seems like overly sentient. Like he put on those gloves himself and squared up. Yeah. I know it's not true and it's like animal abuse, but he looks like he was fucking ready for that fight. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. Yes. Terrifying. Perfect. Um, So then we cut to Lily's kindergarten class and you know, future Ted says that, whatever it is it's it's there from the beginning from when you're little right so throughout this whole episode we see these two little shits (laughs) fighting and lily trying to to say the say the right thing
1: yeah 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 yeah. we see lily watching yeah she's not doing very much right you got 10 kids in your class get Mm -hmm. it together right just like
0: i can't do anything (laughs) yeah They're very sweet little boys, though. They're very funny. Um, yeah,
1: they're so cute. Yeah,
0: they were really, really good. And, you know, that's not always true for child actors. Mm-mm. Baby Barney later on. But we'll get into that. Um, so Ted says he's only been in one fight. And this is how. And you, we see them walking in. And this isn't actually the fight he's been in. But they're doing this slow-mo to, right? This is just a piece of the story. Mm -hmm. So we get this slow-mo of Barney and Ted walking into the bar from the alley, which might be the first time that we've ever seen the alley, but it gets, it gets some play over the seasons. And Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess, you know, they probably built it for this episode and then they're like, might as well use it. Right. So they come in battered and bruised. And then we jump back even further all the way back to Ted being left at the altar. So everything up until this point um, has sort of had Stella to blame for it. And we've Mm -hmm. just seen all the little layers of shame and embarrassment kind of piling on with Ted and they remind us of that. So, you know, he has a reason to be an idiot later (laughs) and we get to see Wendy, the waitress. Haven't seen her in a while. I know. And she's very sweet to Ted you know, I'm going to get the menu, but I will come back. I promise. She's like, looks at him so earnestly. Yeah. I know. Um, I have to say, I can relate. I can relate to the pity. I don't think it was as thick for me. Um, but yeah, it sucks. It sucks. It sucks. <laughs> and no one knows what to say. And it's fucking awkward. And mm-hmm. and yeah, you do feel like you're always going to be that person who got left. Right. Like, yeah, I'm the person this horrible thing happened to. But it's not true, guys. It's not true. Ted doesn't want to always be the guy who was jilted. Um, but he feels like that's at McLaren's. That's who he's always going to be. And he doesn't really see a way out of that yet.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Meanwhile, Barney is off in his own little world. A funny little bit. I'm going to give credit to Teresa. I'm guessing that's you wrote it of Barney. Just being able to keep a conversation alive with the names of, of black sitcoms from the seventies and eighties. What's happening now? So good. Different strokes, different strokes. Give me a break. I mean, they did have great names, so they did. Um, and then out of nowhere comes Doug, AKA Will Sasso, Who is, like, a lifelong favorite
1: of mine. He's so fucking funny.
0: He's so funny. Um, If you guys aren't our age or older, then you might not know about Mad TV, which was, like, the chaotic mutant cousin of Saturday Night Live that was so fucking good.
1: It was, like, the, like, not trash, but, like, the wrong side of the track. It was Mm -hmm. just, like, no rules. No, like, it was Bad TV and it's like Prime was fucking good.
0: Stewart so oh Miss Swan which is horrible now. Um I it know. was you know like it's it's not a it's definitely a lot of the sketches couldn't happen today but they had some real talent on there. Seth Myers' brother was on there. Uh, Will Sasso, Alex Borstein from mm-hmm. Family Guy, Deborah Wilson who I fucking love. Um Nicole Sullivan. Nicole Sullivan who's been in all kinds of shit now. So, oh god, it was so great. Oh, um, Joan Calamezzo from Parks and Rec.
1: Oh no, shit.
0: Yeah, she was. Uh, what's her name? Mo, is her name Mo, Mo Ryan or something like that? She's she was a lot of different characters on Mad TV. So, and Will Sasso was one of the stars for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, his physical comedy is incredible. He's just such a fucking weird guy, and I just. I love I love that he has found a a place on, on how I met your mother. So um, he's Doug the bartender. Doug the bartender with a toupee who's very sensitive about it. <laughs> just love the story that he's given. Um, I,
1: I in my mind, like that was something he added.
0: Oh, I hope so. You know. <laughs> I also love it's just such a, an assertive toupee, right? Like the fucking butt cut. Like why would, of
1: all the toupees, why would you do that? <laughs> Um. So, <laughs> but of all the two pays, is there really a good one? <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true.
0: That's very true. That's fair. Um. Hmm. But yeah. So, one great thing about the the way How I Met Your Mother is told is that it acknowledges that memory is not complete, mm-hmm. and that when you're telling stories, you can leave things out, like Doug, who's been there the whole time. <laughs> You know, and oh, we get this, this like amazing <gasps> montage of them like green screening dug into it's so good. It's so good. So
1: good. Am I dead? Am I dead? And and, and he's, he's just walking by.
0: <laughs> he's like classic, classic regulars, right? He was there at the pilot. He's been there mm-hmm. for all the big bar moments. Yeah. Um yeah, so that's a nice, it's a nice loophole to to put new characters in. And Oh, yeah, and lit Barney trying to land that lesbian plane as well was mm-hmm. another uh, great moment we saw there. We get a lot of flashbacks in this episode, like
1: that, reminders
0: about things. And there's a lot cool. of
1: callbacks, a lot mm-hmm. of flashbacks, a lot of, like, like you said, reminders, and that was something I really enjoyed, and I started doing notes, and it got very overwhelming trying to keep track of, like, oh, we saw that episode was this. This was this episode. Yeah. So I was just like, I can't. We're just doing flashbacks. That's all we're going to say.
0: Yeah, it was, it was, um, we got a lot of them. And I mean, maybe mm-hmm. it's because we're, you know, we're ramping up to the middle of the season or whatever, but they really, they did a lot of little callbacks, which was really fun and mm. something that, um, as fans of the show, we all appreciate, right? Yeah. Um, and I love when Doug is talking about the guy that he beat up and like what a <laughs> fucking psycho he is. And he's like, and what we did was, was
1: we, left we left him left there. In there. Top you off? <laughs> Oh, good he's like you know we're like what do you say like he's like you know he's doing the like the twitch he's like this yeah. so what we did was it's so good we left him <laughs> so perfect his timing you know yeah like he, he was... knew just how long like and the way he phrases things mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. his like intonation he's, he's mass just...
0: he's a master he's mm-hmm. an absolute master um yeah he was in best in show too he was a, a special needs brother in that which again wouldn't happen today I but know. he just he commits 100% to whatever he does we'll say that and he's, he's a fucking genius and I also love um, that the first time we see Doug kick people out of the booth it's a priest and a nun
1: the lovers
0: the lovers and Our then love birds <laughs> when they're all sitting there um and he's like we oh, got a problem my toupee and he's like leaning over Robin <laughs> And she looks and she's, like she's, like, gonna hit him, but she's also scared of him. Like, she and tries to then like, hit him away. He does this, like, shriek laugh, and she, Kobe Smulders covers her mouth, because I, I know that she fucking laughed. I mean, how could you not laugh at Will Sasso doing that in your face? So freaking good.
1: Every time he was on, even when he's, like, being his psychotic, unhinged, violent, Doug Martin self. I still like could not like I just kept I could not take my eyes off of him. Oh, he's like, so he just, lovable, he's so good.
0: Yeah, he's so great. Um, so we get all caught up on Doug. This is Doug. This is his deal. The kids now know who he is, and I mean that's happened with my family before. They're like, oh, I didn't tell you about this. Oh, you know, it's 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 just perfect storytelling, mm-hmm. and um,
1: makes it more real.
0: I did wonder how Doug still has a job, but then I'm like, Car- Carl's probably scared, <laughs> and then I just kept thinking of. <laughs> I made these hats, which <laughs> just put a pin in that. But I—that's a—that's a top line for Aww. me. Um, he gets in the new guys' faces because we've seen that he's like, he's pissed at these guys that are in their in their booth in, in present day.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And we think that the guys left pissed, like the the nun and the priest. But when you look, you realize they're taking off coats, like they're about to fucking brawl. Mm-hmm. Um. And then Doug comes back over, and he's like, "Gentlemen, I will require you in the alley. We need to beat some ass." Cut to black. (laughs) Full shock.
1: I mean, they were being really inconsiderate.
0: They were being so inconsiderate, so they need to have their skulls caved in.
1: Okay, this will be fun. You're just like, and (laughs) and he's just so like so happy. Hey, it's raining outside, so make sure you grab your umbrella, right? Yeah, (laughs) have a great time. Let's have some fun. So fucking and, good. You know, Ted says he wants us to fight like what with our hands, and then there's this line that could be a throwaway. Mm-hmm. Marshall says, "Or our feet." I don't know what the rules are. <laughs> so, yeah. like, hmm, what does that mean? Maybe Marshall's he's familiar with other rules of combat
0: of 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 fighting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Perhaps he was part of a a club that you didn't talk about. Perhaps.
1: Perhaps. Um, Ted, kind of like has this look of wonderment Hmm. you know like he's thinking of it i think in like a fight as in like a very romantic kind of oh absolutely you know like the idea of it you know and it's like should we go out there and barney says that no because it's not one of the three things that he will fight which is stubborn clasp of a bra i love that one yep sexual harassment charges nine for nine fart fart yep yep the urge to vomit when he sees someone wearing brown shoes with a black suit. I love the way he, like he <laughs> the pukes sound. Mm-hmm. So good. But Marshall's, you know, against it. Barney's against it. And he points out that it's not civilized. And you know what? They're not losers. But Robin is pro-fighting. And mm-hmm. she mentions that there's a lot of reasons why somebody would fight. And then Ted realized, oh, of course – Robin thinks fighting is sexy, and she's like, "No, not a lot." And she just like, <laughs> "I love." It's almost like when Simon was around, that switch flips in her. Ab,
0: I ta- I said she sounds like Simon later in the episode, or the yeah. like,
1: like the, the Simon Robin later. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, um, and. You know, so she thinks it's sexy. You know, she grew up around hockey players and all of that. So it is something she is super into.
2: Yeah.
1: Um you <clears throat> know, Robin says, What is that? If the guy has a scar, he's got a Robin. If he's missing teeth, I'm missing my I'm missing pants. Missing my pants. <laughs> I mean, she's getting like all excited about it. I love uh, which, it. which of course will pique Barney's interest because as we know, he is in love with her. He is in love with her and they've kept that thread alive. Mm-hmm. Lily tries to point out that Ted is thirty and he's way too old for this shit. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, again, Ted has this like, romantic sense that you know he is thirty and you know he's gotten punched. And we have like all these flashbacks yep. to like every time Ted's gotten punched. You know, he's camp counselor gets hit in the in the nuts. And Had we
0: seen that before, or was that I, a new? Because I've I mean I've seen it so many times I don't remember. I if can't tell seen you. It. Yeah, that's yeah, what i was saying. Yeah, like yeah. I was
1: trying to go back to find what episode was what, and I was just like I can't do this.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I if think we've seen it was it. new. That was a new one, but then we had the um No Tomorrow Punch. Yep. gorrito, And then the, the duel and all that. Yep.
1: Yeah. Gotcha. Um so you know what, he's thirty, he's gotten punched and all this other kind of stuff, but he's never been in a fight and Marshall tries one more time to reason with him. He's been in plenty of fights. It's nothing to be proud of. And then you know, Ted starts to chuckle blackly and asks- I hate you for that. <laughs> oh god.
0: Guys, if you haven't, there's this fucking TikTok where this girl finds notices that stephanie meyer the writer of twilight always talks about chuckling either darkly or blackly and so like, oh, she got a thesaurus <laughs> she got thesaurus blackly so um yeah caitlin and i have worked that into our
1: lexicon so just just be prepared Aww. for that so yeah so ted chuckles blackly and asks Perfect. who he got in a fight with and marshall very confidently says my brothers and then mm-hmm. everyone laughs and I don't know why everyone laughs, because if you've seen the Erickson family, I was going to say, we know his brothers are psychos already. he They made him drive through the drive through <laughs> naked with coffees and no lids. Third like, degree burns. Come on. Like they come on, Ted, you should know Marshall better than that. Um, but they, I love this flashback of the Erickson boys having some brotherly horseplay <laughs> and slapping each other with pillows and joking all before Marshall calls timesies so they can have a quick cocoa break. Cocoa break. That reminds
0: me of... Um... When Marshall, no, when Ted was trying to write the best man speech for Marshall and he had to keep making it cleaner and cleaner and cleaner. (sighs) So Marshall would be okay with his grandparents hearing it. Yes. And there was like and then we all stayed up till 10 o'clock drinking chocolate
1: milk. I love (sighs) it. So wholesome. Um, But, you know, Lily tries now and says, don't do it because you're a nice guy and that is your best quality. But Ted points out this nice guy got left for a taekwondo instructor, Mm -hmm. and this is an experience he has to have. So it's time. Yeah. As soon as Robin hears that Ted is about to go out to fight, she, like, gets all excited, and then Barney jumps right in. It's not going to miss that opportunity. Yeah, he sees that. And then Robin cannot take her eyes off of him. And I love he hands him hands her the suit jacket and asks her to find a wooden hanger for Yeah, her. and then a, off he goes into the alley. He's got a couple little
0: metrosexual moments here that are g- very nicely yeah. punctuate his his macho shit. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple things. Wait, did we talk about old green? Oh shit, did we miss that? I think we missed old green. So Marshall thinks in three to five years he'll be cutting carving oh. the
1: Thanksgiving turkey with a uh, lightsaber. I know why I missed it. He's on the forums ha- every day, guys. Yeah. Three to five Thanksgivings from now, he'll be carving that turkey with old green. I love it so much. I had put that in my, so I always do a list of, like, legendary moments. Oh, okay. And so I had copied and pasted it and put it down, or I copied, cut and pasted, not copied. Gotcha. Because I'm like, um, I know
0: I wrote it. Let's see what else. Uh, So when Marshall's talking about how civilized guys don't fight, we now know that he was trying to protect the world from the berserker that is Marshall <laughs> Erickson. Um. <laughs> So that was great. I also love that Mm -hmm. this episode is a nice companion to last episode in that there are many reasons to fight, just like there were many reasons to have sex, Mm Thought that was really cute. Um, I love Barney talking about wisdom, his getting his wisdom teeth out. And he does like this, this flex of his bicep while he's drinking, which is amazing. (laughs) Yeah. And Ted feels like he has to do this so he's not just a doormat and also so he can Mm -hmm. get some cred back specifically in the bar. And yeah, the the cocoa break scene was a great, a great setup for the the end of the episode. A great juxtaposition with that. I was a little sad that Marshall's baby mullet wasn't in the play. I know, but you know, I mean, he, he did grow out of them at some point, right? He grew out of that mullet. I guess, at but some the, point. the brothers had them. That's true. So that's true. Um, yeah. So those those are the big things I have. So then we smash cut. To Doug out of breath in the alley just as Marshall or just as Ted and Barney arrive. And the three guys are just like knocked out on the ground. And he's yelling, who's not looking at my toupee now? huh?" <laughs> so we know what happened there. Um, but Doug thinks that the guys helped him. And um, Ted and Barney could have tried harder to convince him of the truth, which is that they literally just got there. But they both stand to gain something by just letting the lie happen. And Mm -hmm. I think that happens a lot in life, right? You're just like, well, does it hurt anyone if they just keep believing this? Well, turns out it wasn't a good idea, guys. You hurt yourselves on this one because, you know, Ted wants to change his rep so bad um, at the bar and also inside his own heart. Right. He doesn't Mm want to believe that he's just a guy that gets walked all over and. Barney, of course, wants to sleep with Robin again. But, I mean, he really wants her to, like, fall in love with him.
1: Yeah. He
0: just doesn't realize that. Um, So, Barney's excited because Barney doesn't see any downside because Barney lives in the moment. And Ted doesn't think anyone will believe them because they don't have a scratch on them at all. Mm -hmm. So, before anyone can think about it too much, Barney punches himself in the face and then punches Ted in the fucking nose, which is horrible. And the desperation in that is is unreal. Like he mm-hmm. is he is at his wits end about Robin. Like that yep. is that's some character knowledge without having to put it in dialogue right there. Punched himself in the fucking face. And I, I love that. Ted's like, what are you doing? And he said, what I should have done a long time ago. What does that mean? I don't know. I just hit myself in the eye. I don't even know what I'm saying. It just felt such like such a real moment. Mm hmm. Um. And so then they walk into the bar to thunderous applause as Doug is talking about how they helped him beat these guys. Mm -hmm. And you see Juliet. (gasps) So if you go back and watch, she is the shorter woman with she kind of has um, like a reddish bob down to like her collarbone. And she's the one who runs up and starts talking to Barney. Now would be a great time to cut in and just let Juliette talk about how she felt about this episode. All right, so here is Juliette talking about her time on the fight. Okay, everyone, I am so excited for this week's interview. She's our second guest who has appeared in front of the camera on How I Met Your Mother. And more often than you know. She's a background actor, a stand-in, a stunt double, and a fire
2: dancer. Juliette B. Rice, welcome to Hey Beautiful. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. I'm honored to be a part of it. (laughs) I'd love to know more about how you got into the background acting and stand-in game. Oh wow! um well how long do we have um yeah no i uh <laughs> you know I started um acting in as a kid and just uh never really thought that. Um, of it as a career until I was studying in school and um, after school um, I didn't know how to pursue it so I uh, just started doing little films here and there and then I lived in Philadelphia at the time and this um, at the time rather big movie called Annapolis came and they had a big open call for um, any actors that would be willing to give up three months of their life to do boot camp and join in um this just uh, you know <laughs> (laughs) This this crazy production experience, and I did boot camp with a platoon, and we shot for several months. And a bunch of people during that time kept telling me that in places like L.A. and New York, people make a living doing this. And I was like, Wait, Hmm. you mean just doing bit parts and in the background, and you still make money towards your health and pension, and (laughs) you get to be a part of something? And sometimes people get upgraded. What this just sounds like awesome because I didn't know how else to get into the industry. My my family is totally um, not, not artistic in a professional way. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I I thought about moving to LA and, um, once I moved out here, I was really lucky that some of the first friends I met, uh, helped me kind of get my feet in the ground. And one of those friends was, uh, one of the assistant directors on this little show called How I Met Your Mother. And he said, Hey, would you like to come and be in the background of my bar every week? And I was like, yeah, that sounds great and then over the next uh 8 8 years i guess that i was we filmed or 9 i um like it starts to get blurry but he uh <laughs> he brought i swear like every single one of my friends in my group is in the background of this bar at some point so it really was kind of um just like i don't know it felt just right like i fell into this world that was luckily there for me to fall into and uh they just kept having us back and and they were just such a great crew they loved having the same background they would cheer for us every day on set my very first day on set the cast was singing and they were actually singing their theme song and I was just like what what is this world (laughs) and people do this and you're paying me to do this and then over the years they would have like um all sorts of people uh who would placed bets and auctions and things that would get to walk onto the show and do my job for free. And I, they were like, you know, keep them, keep them entertained and show them how to do it. And I was like, people pay to do what I'm being paid to do. I feel like I've really lucked out and won some sort Heck of awesome lottery yeah. right here. So... Uh, from being on How I Met Your Mother that that opened the door, they gave me the opportunity and actually later on in this very season to start standing in where (sighs) you do uh, read the lines while the actors are getting their hair and their makeup done and you go through the scene and the movements so that the cameras and lights and everything are ready to go as soon as the cast gets there and it makes their job for production a lot easier. And once I started doing that, I I started getting a lot more work in the four camera, multi cam world doing that. And yeah, I've I've had some great opportunities because of it. And actually, I've had um, some lines on some shows. I didn't get any on How I Met Your Mother, but that's okay. (laughs) You'll still see my shoulder, my back, my hair. My mom can pick out my costume. (laughs) My mom's like, I got that for you for Christmas. That's so great. And I
0: mean, anyone we talk to that's even like remotely connected to the show kind of has that same. The same takeaway that it was just like such a special place to be.
2: Yeah, you know? it really was. Every week was so different and so engaging. And it really did feel like it was my local Irish pub that I had back in Philadelphia. The production team did a really good job of making everybody feel really special to be there and the cast, yeah. too. It was, it was really, yeah, I, it was so special.
0: <laughs> that's, that's, that's awesome. So, do you
2: remember what your first episode was as a background actor? I know I very, very much remember the Arrivederci Fiero episode. Ooh, um, good and one. And I think, yeah, I think I was actually in one a couple episodes before that in the bar, but I was definitely um, starstruck and a little bit like, oh my goodness, <laughs> Allison Hannigan is here from Buffy the Vampire. Oh Slam. my I'm God, my right? Oh my um, god. So I... Um, I think it was first time in New York might have been my first episode on the show, but I very much remember Arrivederci Fiero because I was one of the very few background in that scene and it had a lot of um, i don't know i had a lot of feels for it just because i had driven cross country and my car had yeah. a very special and sentimental place in my heart so yeah. i, I kind of I, under, I understood the, the connection there <laughs> that's so awesome so so you started in season 2 with the background
0: yes. acting and then you said in in season 4 you moved into the standing in so who
2: were you yeah. who were you standing in for who were you acting with So that very first episode, um, and uh, I think it was the three days rule, so it is Mm. a little bit further down. I I still actually have my scripts from those times, but it (gasps) was— by the last season they finally did have kind of six principal cast that were there a lot and I was just like oh my goodness I'm oh, standing in for the oh mom I, I mean i dreamt of being the mom but this is basically as good as it's gonna get and I'm down with that so it was awesome it was really fun and really special and to to kind of grow up with my my fellow stand-in friends that had seen me kind of come up through the ranks it was it was really special to be a part of that so yeah it's it like you guys
0: it, were sort of mirroring the 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 main
2: cast right like you were all together <laughs> this whole time yeah that's so cool i was in that bar once a week every week for years so wow and every time i walk by that stage it's still just like oh that's my home <laughs>
0: is there so. is there a moment from when you got to interact with one of the, one
2: of the main cast members that's most memorable for you? Um, on how I met your mother, um, Uh, you know even in this episode that we're about to talk about there mm, yeah. it's always great when we actually get to interact with the cast because you know for the most part they're they're mostly doing their own thing sometimes they'll do some crazy movement and we'll get to respond but in yeah. this episode it was great you know when Barney and uh, Ted come back from the fight into the bar we get to rush up to them and be like hey oh my gosh how amazing is that you guys just fought these guys in the alley and one aren't you the cool you know like getting right up in there and you're improving, but at the same time you're improving silently (laughs) politely politely and not really getting in their faces too much but um but still you know they they need that in order to feed off the awkwardness of walking into the room and being like oh gosh we're not gonna get away (laughs) with just pretending this sort of happened, right. this really happens. As a background sure. actor, you're not really supposed to interact with them too much, but they were always so friendly. I remember I came back from Burning Man one year Ooh. and uh, Kobe was just like, you need to tell me all about it. And I was like, oh. well, actually, I saw Josh out there. <laughs> <laughs> He's still out there somewhere. <laughs> well, he, he, I believe it, yes. He may never have really left. I, he may have been a mirage too. Who knows, oh, but, man. Well, um, speaking
0: of the fun you requested this episode. So what was what was so memorable for you about this? Was it that that sort of closer interaction
2: or was there something something else that really made you want to talk about this one? Uh, It really was actually, as you said, the the opportunity that this was one that we got to interact with the cast and that we got to do something more. I spent a lot of time in that bar having fake conversations with people I never met or friends of mine. And you would just kind of be in your own little world and almost forget that there's, like, a whole scene going on a few feet away from you. Right. But when we get to interact with them, it was just like, oh, we're, we're really part of this today. You know, it really matters. It's not going to have the same effect if there's an empty bar here today. Right. You, you, you needed us. Um, and so, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun, this episode, and also uh, it prompted a lot of conversations that were, you know, oh, have you ever been in a fight? Have you even seen a fight? And <laughs> I... I was like, wow, what a sheltered world I've lived in. I I realized from talking to so many people in that bar that day and, and in holding that we were all like, no, we really don't see fights. Like, <gasps> Bunch of theater kids. Like, who's I, fighting? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. We're like, well, I played in a fight yeah, in right. this theatrical production of Hamlet back right. in the day. Um, Sword
0: fighting, but that's yeah, about I've it.
2: definitely seen girl fights with, with language that was very strong. And right. And as well but yeah it, it was kind of one of those illuminating moments for us where we we're like well and, and remember we never actually see the either fight um mm, right or even the alleyway what may or may not have happened so we we were kind of in the dark about if they were if, if, if there was a fight <laughs> was there a fight is there one of the five that you identify with more than the others whether they're your favorite or not <laughs> Right. Um, You know, I... I feel like I fall probably somewhere between Lily and Marshall. I would love Mm. to be Lily, but I think I'm really a lot more like Marshall. I mean, Mm. he's, um, so I, I might have a bit of a sensitive streak myself, um, (laughs) but, uh, you know, he's just so sincere and loyal and, and such a goofball and, um, and I'm definitely goofy. Um, and I think also just like silly things like, I totally feel him when he has like this this superstitious side to himself and yeah. and he and his punny joke but but I would love to have been Lily cuz I just Ugh. feel like she has such a a strong fierceness to her that I yeah. I, I I'd like to channel more of.
0: Yeah, but, but,
2: um, but Marshmallow's the best, I mean. I know, I love him so much. And, and, and I, so I kind of, I do connect with him, I think, the most. But there, yeah. like I said, I feel like there are parts, like there was definitely a long time in my life that I could very much relate to what Ted was going through mm-hmm. in that, like, trying to jump ahead in your life. You know, trying, yeah. like, being more focused on the destination of what you want rather than how you're going to get there. Yeah, and totally. And that was definitely me. I would say that was me (laughs) probably through most of my 20s and maybe even half of my 30s, so... and and yet on at the same time I totally could understand Robin. like I, you know I had that independent I want to be my own woman and self-sufficient and have mm. my career come first for a long time but I I ultimately seem to have really settled <laughs> and resonated with with Marshmallow with our Marshmallow how much he you know he loves his family and his friends and he'll do anything for them and I think I love that part of this episode that like he is yeah. not going to fight he is he's not a fighter He's not about fighting, but when his friend needs him, yep. he steps up, and and yep. that feels like very that feels very much like something I can relate to. I might See, not go and defend myself in a fight, but if you mess with my best friend, oh my god, I'm throwing <laughs> down. Would you say Lily's your number one? Marshall's number two? I think so because okay. like I want to be Lily and, gotcha. I, and I love Lily, and but but and, and I love Marshall. It's a it's a really close one Oof, and two. I got gotcha. you. Um, and and then i i would i would put ted as a strong 3 yeah i Okay, so Barney is not my favorite. I I mean, Robin would come next in in my Mm -hmm. ranking. And yet, at the same time, I feel like Neil Patrick Harris did such a good job of somehow still making him (sighs) endearing and likable. Because if that guy, if you met that guy anywhere else in life, you would not hang out with him. You would not find it endearing. You would be—I would be be insulted, um, and I wouldn't hang out with them, and yet— I didn't. He's the best comic relief for the group. Speaking of the fight, do you have a, f- a legendary moment from the actual episode? Um, okay, so I, I was listening to your podcast, and I feel like. Um, there there were a few things I I had to share Um, the first one I feel like legendary moment to go in keeping with the kind of style of your previous legendary moments is for me the thing that stands out to me that I think is hilarious is the cocoa break Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry but the fact that that Marshall's friends are discounting him it's so much resonated with something I went through in college I'm an only child and my friends at one point started like teasing and kind of like I don't want to say picking on me but they were like you don't know what it's like to have siblings we're gonna show you what it's like to have oh siblings. god and I, I, I mean it's 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 built up throughout the show that like, oh, cocoa break, yeah, times ease out. Yeah, yeah, whatever. you know that's not the real story. Oh, and then no. when you come to the end of it and you really see, you know, what the cocoa break was and, right. and going from this <laughs> the the faux Erickson world that they've concocted in their minds based on what was really happening. I, I oh. love that turn. I think it is hilarious. So good. Um so good. But I mean and, and I already told you that my favorite moment to film was when they, they came into the bar because it was like, yes, we're interacting with the actors Yay! today. This is great. Um, but it, but another moment that I, I just love to watch is um, when Lily's class turns on Marshall calling him a wuss and then when <laughs> they turn on Ted again and, and say, you know, where do you find these people? <laughs> the ki- Whenever you have kids that are being more rational than yeah. adults, it's just so funny, and it so was good. so well put together. Um, but I, you know, this isn't necessarily a legendary moment, because I'm not sure if it's happened before in the show, yeah. but it might be the first time it's happened. For the first time, I recognized was that you see the other side of the bar so when oh. we're filming the bar there was always um, so it's four cameras so you're on stage and so you have three walls and then the cameras are that fourth wall mm-hmm. but when they're back at that booth and and you know Doug is coming over and going, why aren't you in your booth, eventually you see the camera angle back at their booth from the opposite wall and and it flushes out the bar so that yeah. you finally see the other side of the bar and i i remember the first time being like oh! there's another side to the bar and they're building it and I'm watching it being constructed and I'm like this is awesome oh, that's so I had cool. no idea um, this has been amazing I am well, so grateful for your time tonight oh of course thank you so much for giving me an opportunity to share these memories like I said it was such a <laughs> special part of my life and I, I love that it meant so much to you, to you and, and oh, Caitlin yeah. and so many others it, it's, yeah. it's nice to be a part of something like that before you go Juliet, do you want to tell people where they can find you on the internets I have a website. It's uh, Juliet Rice, my full name, J um, U uh, L I E T T E R E I S S um, dot com. So it's pretty easy to find me, and I'm on all the social medias. So feel yeah. feel free to reach out. I I love sharing stories, and and I love being a part of this crazy hollywood town even if it's in the smallest smallest of ways so a very very cool way that's a very cool job you have so i i'm I'm so glad we got to complaining (laughs) thank you again it was really a pleasure i appreciate you too all right thank you so much juliet all right Bye. Bye bye
0: thank you so much juliet that was so amazing um yeah it was such a great time talking to her about this episode and the rest of her time on the show i already told her that if she wants to come back anytime for any episode we would be really excited to have her so if you are a patreon member you can now listen to the entire uncut episode which is up over at patreon.com slash hey beautiful pod just another perk you get for only two dollars a month so let's get back to the episode. So Marshall doesn't buy it. Marshall does not believe that his two best friends, whom he knows so well, would ever actually get in a fight because they're a bunch of wussies, which is the word of this episode. Um, Robin sure believes it because she's <laughs> touching the bruise on Barney's face, and Barney goes, <sighs> and "She's like, oh my god, it's warm. They're so gross," Ugh. and she's like completely like cuddled up to him, like interlocking arms with him. It's yep. Gross. And then overcomes Doug, gives everybody free beers except for Marshall, because Marshall is disloyal. And Doug isn't just loyal. He also hates disloyalty in other mm-hmm. people, we're learning. Um, but Marshall says, I'm happy to pay, because I'm a grown-up, and this is what grown-ups do. The, I love I was so proud of him. I know.
1: Because I mean, it's hard when you're too best friends are like oh yeah
0: yeah well and this is this has been happening on and off right like ever since marshall got married and now that ted's single barney and ted have really bonded and kind of left marshall Marshall. out to dry but they always come around when they really need a friend like Mm. or you know a lawyer so um they start ragging on marshall and, you know, alluding to the fact that he's a girl, whatever, but they're really cocky. So they really think they've just gotten off scot-free for this one. But what they don't realize is that when you're a grown-up, there are grown-up consequences for the things you do, um, which is why more adults don't hit people. <laughs> so That's why.
1: Yeah. You don't have fights when you're 30.
0: That's right. That's
1: right. We cut to uh, Lily and Marshall in bed, and Marshall's so mad because... You know, he points out what we noticed, that Ted and Barney were acting like a couple of David Hasselhoffs or Crocodile Dundees, the most manliest <gasps> men in the universe. Crocodile Dundee, put a pin in that one, guys. <laughs> put a pin in that movie. Um, Lily tells Marshall something that we all know, that he is the guy every little boy should grow up to become, and the husband everybody mm-hmm. wants to have. I updated that for 2020, because... oh. <laughs> Um, and, yep. and so she invites him to her kindergarten class to talk about how fighting is dumb, hoping to inspire the two young fighters we saw in the beginning, and also to save her from getting up early to write a lesson plan, lesson plan. Very, very accurate.
0: Yeah. See, I, so, I always wanted to be a teacher and then I was like, no, you oh, don't. Oh God, the lesson plans, I would always be on the seat of my pants. And that is
1: a horrible feeling for me. The, yeah, no guys don't get into education it's just like not not where you want to be
0: <laughs> i jumped out of higher ed sis never
1: again never again i can't wait to to get out i mean the children are the future and all that shit but yeah oh i love the kids That that's what i said chris was like did you ever even enjoy ever being an slp and that made me feel really sad Aww. and i realized i loved it in grad school um i love doing therapy with kids i don't love the paperwork and the bullshit and so much of my job is yeah. now paperwork and bullshit right in grad school it's just like the kids
0: it's just
1: seeing the kids it's not the it's parents the it's not the
0: administration
1: yeah i hate all that other bullshit yeah 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 so, makes sense yeah so anyway so the next day marshall goes to lily's school and it's exactly what you would <laughs> would expect a mess two sassy little kids call marshall a wuss start fighting <laughs> and lily just looks on helplessly right like and a, again like a good teacher would bitch <laughs> classroom management you have 10 fucking kids come on no and i love that the kids are cheering they're like yay i know
0: so funny barney and ted are at the bar the next night and if we thought they were feeling themselves directly after the fight ooh, so they are real cocky real cocky ted's talking about the sweet science of combat like he knows anything about it but then they notice that someone's in their booth and they've just told these two women that they fight people for for that. And, I mean, I think that there's nothing that's a bigger turnoff than someone who just, like, violently assaults people for stupid small reasons. But I guess there are a vein of, of women who think that that's sexy.
1: I don't know. I don't. It's not, it's not me. Not my cup of tea. It's not me.
0: I mean, I was turned on when Liz told me once that she, like, got in a fight during a football game that she was playing. Um, I think that's sexy. But that's, like, adrenaline and, like... Yeah. I'm sh- Emotions running. I'm cry. sure they were asking for it, but it's not, like, a booth, right? Um, but anyway, so... They've been writing checks that their butts can't cash. And they're about to sort of weasel out of it. But then... Robin walks in and Barney's like, yep, let's go beat some ass. Like he is just completely (sighs) just all the insight goes out the window as soon as he sees Robin. So they walk over to the guys and Barney tries to be a muscle man um, until he realizes that Doug isn't around. So he was feeling big and bad when he thought Doug was going to back them up and black out again and think that they had something (laughs) to do with it.
1: It's so fucked up, right? Just, yeah. let's just
0: count on this grown man's full rage blackout oh. <laughs> let's really capitalize on that um, but what Barney and Ted don't notice are the large uh, mailing envelopes on the table
1: if you're a grown up and somebody asks yeah, you nope. to confirm your first I have, name, I have
0: watched way too much TV oh yeah. to not know I was getting served
1: yeah right? yeah I come on and it's not even the cool kind of serving that leads to a movie. <laughs> right, right. It's just a salt, right. brother.
0: It's just a salt, brother. And also, like, I love when they get, like, creative about serving people. That's my favorite. This is pretty good. Me? Yeah. They're like, we'll just sit in their booth and wait for them to fucking come to us, right? Yeah. Um.
1: So, yeah, they got served. I worked for a marshal for a little bit, and he said it's it's really not that fun because...
0: Yeah, a lot of times it's sad, right? It's like divorce, yeah, stuff it's sad and... or
1: like not scary, but it can be scary. Yeah, sure. Mad. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Um, mm-hmm. So they got served with adult consequences for their adult actions. Mm-hmm. Things don't happen in a vacuum, boys. <laughs> yeah, that's a... it. <sighs> oh, they're so dumb. They're so dumb, and they like they were just so in need, and you know, like. I, I, now that I think about it if if Barney had been in a better place emotionally he probably fit, would have figured out a way to like manipulate Ted into doing something else insane mm. because this is the time when Barney usually strikes Yeah, you know when one of his friends is like vulnerable and like
1: mm-hmm. easy to
0: mold but Barney's <sighs> fucked too he fucked himself Aww. it's fun to
1: see poor barnacle poor barnacle so of course they call their best lawyer friend who looks it over. Suddenly they need marshmallows. Uh-huh. Up. Suddenly Marshall's good enough mm-hmm. for them. And Marshall knows that at most what they're looking for looking at is a small civil settlement. Probably no criminal charges, no jail time, but he's fucking pissed.
0: Hey friends, context time. There's a funny story coming up right now, and in order to understand it, you need to know that Kate is holding up a bottle of body lotion from a spa that both Kate and Caitlyn have gone to. Okay, let's go back in.
1: And he plays it up. Can you see this? Oh yes, that's. A Can you smell tip. it? Just see the thing that almond I've stolen almost a, like. I have a bath towel. Oh two hand towels and a washcloth
0: i bought my sister the biggest robe they have for for <sighs> christmas and it's Those amazing are like,
1: i can't wait to go back oh god i just i'm just like imagining myself i just felt my body sit in the relaxing room oh my god room. oh i have a fucking funny story a blanket dude i have
0: such a fucking funny story about that room and like nobody <laughs> nobody's been there that i know out here so they don't <laughs> get it so you know how some of the the um the beds are, or like the chaises are, like next to each other, and there's no table yeah. in the middle. Great. Yeah. So, um, my sister, the whole yeah, room. my sister had to get surgery, so like, it was like an emergency thing, so she wasn't able to go with me to the spa. Mm-hmm. And I was going to be me and my mom and sister, and then they, they're both like, "Oh, we'll just go mm-hmm. another time," and I'm like, "I think I'm just going to go by myself, right?"
1: <sighs> yes.
0: Right. Like I paid for it, I should just go. So, <sighs> I take the deepest nap. For like hours because I have hours to kill with no one to talk to. Right. Yeah. I was sleeping so deep, Caitlin. I woke up on my side with my two little hands underneath another woman. Like the way I sleep with Liz, just my hands tucked under her. She was sleeping. <gasps> so we were kind of spooning chair to chair.
1: With your <laughs> little
0: Your tiny hands. My little tiny hands just. Just right up under her, right up under her side. And I was like, oh, my God. And I'm just drool.
1: That's always the worst part. You have, like, the blanket oh, marks God. and then, like,
0: the drool. Dude, I fucking love that room so much.
1: And that was, like, so fucking funny. That's the story. <laughs> just, I love it. Uh, it's the best story. It's little hand. Little hands. Yep.
0: Aww. Anyway, um, um, you were talking about Marshall.
1: Oh, yeah. So he really starts to kind of play it up that they could be looking at some prison time and they start to get a little nervous. You know, Barney realizes he can't go there because people get shivved in the joint and plus the bills mm-hmm. are really starchy. But, people get shivved in the joint. Yeah. <laughs> too bad because they shouldn't have beat up those guys. Mm-hmm. And they walk right into Marshall's trap. Fully lawyers. Oh, it's So good. There's like a really quick exchange, like a look between Ted and Barney, Mm -hmm. and Ted, you know, confesses. You know, what if it wasn't us? What if it was just Doug? And Marshall fucking is so pleased, and like the payoff is so good for him. It's like I knew it, Mm -hmm. I knew it, I knew it. He goes, you know, (laughs) you shouldn't have done the things you had. You shouldn't have taken the free drinks. You should have stood up for me. I was just like, oh, yeah, yeah. Who incidentally has been in plenty of fights with his brother. And, again, they just kind of laugh that off. Just building it up. And then in walks Robin, and she walks over to Barney and tells him about these tickets to this hockey game. And it's stupid. It's, you know, it's (laughs) stupid, but... Full Simon Robin right there. Yes, exactly. And then Marshall decides he's going to exact his revenge, and before he fully (laughs) leaves the apartment, tells Robin that they faked the whole fight. And, again is flipped, and she is suddenly very, very uninterested. She's like, "Oh, I, f- I forgot. I can't. I got that." Uh, uh, that uh, uh, until she makes that, it all the way back to her uh... <laughs> room. Uh, okay.
0: I love her dress here. Mm. It's like the multi-striped number, like yep. the different kinds of stripes, it's so cute. It looks like it's like a like a knit, like a sweater yeah. material. Um, and also, I love Marshall's exit. <gasps>
1: It's so great physical
0: comedy where he just like stands there and lets the door slam in his own face. Oh, he's so good. Um, all right, so down at the bar later, Marshall has good news. He lawyered the guys, um, basically by arguing that Barney <laughs> and Ted are the biggest wusses on the planet between their Manny Petty and their Hammer Dulcimer.
1: Oh, I have a link for you. So- Somewhere of someone playing the hammer dulcimer outside in nature. Ooh, sounds corny. It, yeah, I can't find I can't it, wait. so I'm just gonna let. Is that it one like an go. older woman with like long gray hair? No, it was a young dude. Like it was, it was like hmm. a Ted. It was like a Ted. Yeah, maybe he's in the medieval
0: <sighs> chamber music.
1: I don't remember. What I, it was I wrote it down. Hold on, it was okay. Pre-Reformation dance site at Wesleyan. He goes, but did you tell them we were one of the premier medieval groups in the Lower Ivies? The Lower Ivies, Love.
0: classic, classic. I didn't 10, know what the, a little, the little Ivies right? looked like, so that's why I wanted to look it up. I know because Mrs. McDonald played one in third grade. Our third grade teacher at St. Joe's. She was the worst. She was horrific. You know what? I remember her screaming that my, my my siblings still say. She was like, she was so adamant that your lines be straight that she would go, "Your lines are oozing." <laughs> Oh my god! And I still remember that. I remember her belted, like, d- like chambray skirts, yeah. and the way her her hips like came out underneath it. She was like the trench ball of that school. She
1: really was the trench ball, Mrs. Mac. I was going to say, she reminded me of the trench ball. I didn't have her because I didn't go to that school until fifth grade. But mm. she was. Everyone talked about her. I can't she believe people nightmare. paid to have their children educated by her. I feel like Alana educated. Well, I
0: wonder. And now all I can think is, like, what trauma did that lady go through?
1: Oh. Do you know what I mean? When you think about it? Anyway. Yeah, so they agreed that it was more likely that...
0: It was, yeah, it was more likely that Doug did it all on him, on his own. Than, and then either of them touched anybody at all. Uh, but they don't have much time to be relieved because then Ted realizes that now Doug knows that they backed out and didn't back him up. And then we're back in the alley. And... Doug wants blood, and I love this line where Robin is super turned on. And she's like, "Ooh, is Doug seeing anyone?" And
1: Lily just goes, "Are you seeing anyone? You really should." I also, I was like, Lily's comeback is just so good here.
0: It's it's therapy, right? Yes. We agree. Yeah, that she's yeah, talking yeah, yeah, about, yeah, I just loved that. That was so perfect. Um, and yeah, so we'll we'll see the alley again this season in benefits. Mm. A lot of. TV smashing ahead. Um so Marshall steps out and again has to say like look at these wusses. They had nothing to do with the fight. Come on, Doug, like really think about it. We know. Yeah. And um Barney runs off and proves, basically proves what's going on <laughs> and Doug agrees but he's not over it because this means that they don't have his back and all he wants is for people to have his back at the same degree that he has theirs, which you shouldn't set
1: expectations for other people, friends. You can't. So uh, last week I was on a Zoom call with one of my good friends who's a social worker. And we talked a lot about the circles of control. And when and you draw the mm. circle and put an X in the circle of, or write with things you can control and what you can't. And things you can't control, Doug, Yeah, are other, other people. people. They're and act- when they want to fight. <laughs> yeah. So
0: I'm sorry. You're just setting yourself up here, my friend. Yeah. But, you know, he's he's got a lot to work through. So but we know that now this is the fight because Mm -hmm. the music, the kinks come back in. Um, The kinks did the song Victoria, by the way, everybody. So the
1: creators really enjoy them. I was thinking Um, about Ashley Williams today. Were you? Yeah. What were you thinking? Well, I'm not going to say it here, but. Oh, my
0: God. (laughs) No, just like I. She's
1: adorable. Like it just. Wow. I was thinking of her specifically at the concert. And how I cute have, and joyful she was.
0: I have not, I don't know if I've ever seen such a complete 180 in a person. Hold on, Ashley Williams, I
1: didn't say Victoria. Mmm. But I hated her. You hated her face. I man. hated how her face you know? I mean, That was one reason why I didn't like her and didn't want to. Her, her, her face to be... is so sweet and adorable.
0: She's like a little bunny. She really is. Right? She's like a sweet little bunny. Um, okay, bunny. so the store the song swells up, and then we get this um this line from from doug saying no wonder your fiance left you Mm -hmm. and then we're like oh okay this is the fight we thought the fight already happened and then we're like holy shit he's gonna hit doug that's a death sentence so we get the slow motion reality of what a fight is um it's something that kung fu movies leave out you know you're gonna hurt your fucking hand like you can break your hand on someone's face
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, so that's a nice funny little moment it's
1: really (laughs) tough to protect your brain (sighs) yeah
0: the skin on your face is so thin gushes blood uh that's another story for another day so um doug i love doug he's just like completely unmoved and then just cannot wait to knock ted the fuck out and he does um so then ted wakes up and the first time he wakes up we don't see doug anywhere they don't really show the rest of the alley they just cut directly to to lily's classroom and there's ted with this disgusting huge black eye like probably shattered his fucking eye socket Mm -hmm. doug um and ted's just talking about how yeah i got in a fight and i will never fight again so now they've tried both ends of the spectrum to try to get through to these two little boys and um they get a really great line of where do you
1: find these people (laughs) they're a sale at the wolf store that little just boy, like, I just want. He
0: oh my. is so fucking sweet. Oh, and we missed when he was like, You're huge. You probably yeah. weigh like a thousand pounds.
1: Which, that's okay. So, that's the second comment about Marshall's weight. And he definitely looks a little bit slimmer and trimmer. And he has like his haircut too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, but he probably isn't filming whatever he was yeah. filming, right? Was it Sarah Marshall
1: at this point?
0: No, Sarah Marshall had There's already come else. out. Uh, He must have been filming something else. Um, By their engagement?
1: I don't know what the chronology is. It was a fucking
0: look, that longer hair. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, But yeah, he looks very different this episode, and he defends his honor. Um, Anyway, so we see that, but then we get cut back to the real rest of the story that he didn't tell these little kids, but is going to tell his own kids. Um, And Barney comes back, runs back, and he's like, what happened? Because he looks, and there's... Doug on the ground and Ted <laughs> on the ground. Yeah. Barney and... comes back saying,
1: I'm all warmed up now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. At least as a good friend, he came back. I mean, that's yeah. the most you can hope for with fucking Barney. So, um, and then the camera just like pushes in on Marshall and he's all like Clint Eastwood. And he's like, this happened and he's holding the toupee. And we never really find out how the toupee left Doug's body. <laughs> Did Marshall take it? it as like, it's like his soul. Did Marshall? <laughs> and then we watched as the Toupee left his body. It's like fucking when Sirius Black is getting yes. his soul
1: sucked out. It's Prince like a little Toupee in the shape of a Toupee. Oh my little
0: God! Please. Butt cut. <laughs> Someone who knows how to do graphic design, please have. I want to sign a butt you, cut.
2: We'll so.
0: <laughs> with <laughs> a little Toupee in the Forbidden Forest. Thank you so much. Um,
2: okay. Oh, shit.
0: <laughs> oh my god oh fuck so um yeah so I don't know if Marshall took it as a trophy after the fact uh, or if he stole it off his head to like get his attention I don't know what happened I like
1: the trophy idea personally the
0: trophy idea is good right Right. so then we see that Marshall's about to have like a a traumatizing flashback right and then we hear murder train (laughs) by the foreskins come in and it's obviously, like, this this remake of Fight Club. Yeah. And if you have siblings, you know, like, sibling fights are not a fucking joke. They're not a joke. You have
1: to say, like, have you ever been in a fight? And the only fights I've ever been Ooh. in, I've never really been in a fight, but I, my sister and I have gotten...
0: You guys were fucking vicious.
1: Into it, so... You
0: guys were vicious. You guys were vicious. Um... Yeah, so we see like it's like grown men fighting. Like there's like all these rib and kidney shots and vases being smashed on over it's the like head.
1: Smoky in there too, yeah. looking and like yeah. dark. And I feel like it smelled really bad.
0: Yeah, and they all have like the like the white tank tops on, like splattered with blood. Yeah, and then we see the reality of the cocoa break, which is Marshall throwing boiling hot cocoa into his brother's faces. But you know what? Retribution for those coffees.
2: Cocoa break.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: so
1: fucking good. And I good. love Marshall at the end punching. You hear that the sound like, dush, dush, yeah. Dush. And he's like
0: crying. It's yeah. like in Fight Club when the guy couldn't stop hitting Jared Leto. Yep. Then we come back to reality and they're all just like, holy shit. And Lily goes, or Robin's like, so turned on by Marshall <laughs> that she crosses the line. And Lily's like, bitch, don't fucking even.
1: That is, a no- I was like, again with an yep. alleyway comeback.
0: Yep, yep. And so the the moral of the story is not to not fight, but just to not fight your uncle Marshall because he's crazy.
1: So then we get this delicious little scene after the credits, and it says you get this um, text over the screen, and it says three to f- Thanksgiving, like three to five Thanksgivings from now. And Marshall is at his parents' house, and mm-hmm. he is about to say grace. Good. Good food, good meat, good God, let's eat. Am I right? All right, goggles Mm -hmm. on. And then he takes out old green. Yep. And you hear, he asks Lily, like, you want white meat or dark? She's like, dark, be careful, honey. Yeah. And he's, like, whipping it around. Oh, I, so I watched this episode in chunks. Like, I watched the first half and then the the second half. So when I watched the second half, I had forgotten, even though I've seen the episode, I forgot about that line.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's not like. The old green.
1: I remember the scene, but I forget the line that's like attached to it,
0: you know? And it's like, it's, it's so, it's so, um, disconnected from the rest of the episode's plot that you don't remember where that little bumper would go. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: But I love that. I'm on the forums every day. I'm on the forums every day. You was, know he is. Oh, yeah. It's like you can't tell me I am wrong.
0: He will be the first person with Old Green. That is for sure. And did you catch the cameo of a seven-layer salad? Yes, I did. The the Erickson tradition lives on. And that's the fight. What did you think, Caitlin?
1: Oh, so much fun.
0: So freaking good, right?
1: Better than a real fight.
0: No shit. Have you ever been in? But you said you, the only fights you've been in are with your siblings, right? Yeah.
1: But yeah, no, I've never, I've never been, been in a physical fight. I would probably pass out.
0: I I don't know. I'm I'm a kicker, not a puncher. I know that much from my sibling fights. So I don't know how I would do in a real fight. Um, I do have like a something
1: that snaps in me. Ooh, me too. Chris is like twice. He has said to me that I have this look that scares him.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I get that look whenever Liz tries to play tickle me. We don't play tickle in this house
1: chris you was doing will die something and I was like stop and he didn't listen and it like triggered Ooh. something from like yeah and i was like
0: a long he was like, time ago because you scare yeah.
1: me sometimes i feel like you're gonna snap and hurt me well well don't fu- then fucking listen
0: follow the boundaries kid I, I gave you a warning i
1: asked you to stop yeah yeah and you no did. i have so at that point i was protecting myself self-preservation yep.
0: my voice changes and i'm like this is not a joke you, you will get off me, or I cannot be held responsible for my actions. And she's like, oh, shit.
1: And then it's like <laughs> she awkward and uncomfortable over. for a little bit. Yep, yep, yep.
0: I do blame some of it. Like, I, I'm sure there were tickle fights that went too far. Um, but also, this this sounds horrible um but it was now that i think about it it's really funny um one of the my dad's favorite games to play with us was called suffocation um where he would put a pillow over our heads and say suffocation
1: i hope that's the, that was the to whole, this episode
0: that was the whole game <laughs> that
1: was the full game oh yeah that's one so. of the joys of being a parent yeah, right? You. Just
0: pretending you're going to kill your child? Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um but why? Anyway, <laughs> I don't
1: know! Like, what did you guys do that, like, made him do that more oh, than... Oh, I'm more? sure
0: we were just, like, roughhousing on the bed, and he would just, like, put a pillow on our face and then decided to make it a full game. But I, I always it. panicked.
1: Oh, yeah. Why wouldn't that was you? Never,
0: that was never a game that I enjoyed. You never
1: felt comfortable when.
0: <laughs> yeah. Never felt comfortable with my airways, because restricted. Oh, my... I
1: remember, like... swimming in the pool with my in the summertime at my grandma's house um with my sister and like come going down deep swimming around coming back up and then feeling two hands (laughs) on my shoulders push me back down
0: dude i remember you dunking me in a kiddie pool yeah because you were showing off in front of chelsea yeah i'm sure yeah you just grabbed a full a full brillo pad of my hair and just fucking held
1: my head underwater so I guess we've been in a fight. <laughs> I guess so. I'm really sorry about that and like, oh god. All, like the confusion I felt as like a young child. And, like,
0: I knew exactly what was happening. I was like, "She doesn't mean it." <laughs> it's
1: just, the it's just the beginning.
0: Just the beginning well, of I do it to myself. abusers. <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: yeah, it's so funny. I do it all the time in the bath at home. I actually showed her this. Yeah,
0: I showed her how to do it. I love it so much. <gasps> oh my god. I put let's the lung- I put the water in my lungs myself. <laughs> I aspirated it on purpose. If my mom asks, my it wasn't agent. her. Just protect her. Protect abusers. Um, <laughs> so Ooh, yeah. Oh, anyway, so um, let's get into the legendary moments and wrap this some bitch up. How do you How do you feel about that? Perfect. Oh, Alright, so our first legendary moment is from Johnny, who's one of our faithful patrons. It's actually mostly patrons this week, hmm. so thank you everybody for being so supportive. Um, just remember, <clears throat> another perk of being a patron is you get your whole email read in its entirety. Um, so, Johnny says, hey k and K, I I do not like this episode! <gasps> I do not like Doug at all. I guess, I mean, I, Will Sasso is like an acquired taste. If you didn't grow up with Mad TV, I think that he, I, I understand. I understand that he he pushes right to the edge. He is annoying, and I do not like how it really does nothing for him. This is such an awful filler of an episode. Wow! I love the diverse opinions we have in our Me in too. our group. My ledge mo for this episode is the music of when Marshall <laughs> and his brothers are fighting to murder train by the foreskins. So great. Well, Johnny, I'm so glad you were still able to find something to like something legendary about this episode. Yeah, but everyone is is uh, free to have their opinions. <laughs> exactly. Unless we- you like Zoo or False. And in which case, <sighs> just leave now.
1: <laughs> Half kidding. But not. That's such a bad episode. But like, not? that like, one.
0: I don't want to look ahead. I don't want okay. to know. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. We'll get there.
1: We'll get there. All right. Our next one comes from Eric, who's also a patron. And his legendary moment is Barney punching both himself and Ted (laughs) to make it look like they were in a fight. Ted's reaction was pure gold.
0: Excellent. Mm -hmm. Uh, Next up, we have Dina, another patron. Hi, ladies. I can't decide between two LMs this week. The first one is when Robin says she's attracted to dudes missing their teeth. And Barney goes... (laughs) I'm missing my wisdom teeth, outpatient procedure, local anesthetic, no big. The timing is so good, and it's such a funny line slash delivery. But, and she said, by the way, same, no big. <laughs> Puppy love Barney is so damn adorable, even if he still won't stop pumping every leg in NYC. So true. He's going through all like the very teenage growing pains of, of being in love with someone, right? Because yeah. teenage, teenage boys will f- fight over a girl. Um, I was going to say I can't comment on Canadian girls being into hockey players and violence because as a lesbian, I don't care about boys. But then I remember that my girlfriend played hockey in high school and I played rugby lesbians. So maybe we do have a type, although we're not missing any teeth except my wisdom teeth. No big. Oh, God, I love it. Uh, the second is The Return of Murder Train. I absolutely love that runner. It's such a perfect song for the creating for creating the right mood. In this case, a savage beating. Makes me laugh every time it appears. Love, Dina. Thanks, Dina.
1: <laughs> Lily sent in her legendary moments through our website, so don't forget to check that out. Kate did a really beautiful job with that. Hey, Heybeautifulpodcast.com. Yes, that's also important to say. <laughs> um, Lily writes, "Hi, I just want to say that you guys are a literal gift for me." Oh, bless. For as long as I can remember, Hemium has been my favorite show, and I've been looking for a Hemium podcast for a while now. Wow, Lily, we are happy to uh happy to be here. Yeah, happy to be here. My legendary moment was when Barney punches Ted and he asks if he was crying. You can clearly hear Ted's voice breaking down saying, "Of course I'm crying." Then Barney (laughs) leans down to look at Ted saying, that's going to swell up real good. You're going to look like Owen Wilson. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent.
0: Uh, Next up is Matthew, who's another one of our patrons. And Matthew says, I have two legendary moments for the fight. My main moment is the contrasting versions of Marshall's fights with his brothers. The first version being so much of the Midwestern, aw shucksy doodles variety. It's very (laughs) funny. But then the murder train version is such a stark contrast as to be equally hilarious. Honorable mention, legendary moment goes to Robin being so thirsty for battle scarred men. Not only does it reveal another layer to Robin, but it also reinforces Barney's interest in her as he's willing to endure damage to his good looks. If it means Robin finds it attractive. Ooh, good call. Mm. As always, thank you both for all you do to create such a wonderful podcast. As soon as a new episode arrives and the play button appears, I must press it. Press it for glory. <laughs> Stay beautiful and awesome. <gasps> thank you, Matthew. And I do have to say, I love hockey fights. That's the only reason I go to hockey games. Liz makes fun of me, but no, I was like,
1: fucking fight! I, it's, love I care it's exciting. Yeah,
0: man. I'm not. I don't like want to fuck the guys, but it's very fun. So yeah, no,
1: it's just fun. Yeah. I get that part of the culture. Our next legendary moment comes from Jeff, and Jeff's writes in "Quiet Marshall" being the best fighter of the bunch. I love that they snuck "Murder Train" in there as a soundtrack <laughs> to the Erickson Family Fight Club. Can't can't think of a better song, honestly. On same, as soon as it, I forgot that I was in there, and as soon as I heard it, I just laughed and just started oh, like the fucking swinging uh, overhead light.
0: Just that whole scene is just so well, well composed. so good. Mm-hmm. Um, next up is Tish, one of our longtime patrons. And Tish says, Hey ladies, I just noticed the sign on the back of the booth that says, On this site in 1897, nothing happened. Yep. I gotta watch the background on Himya more often. You should watch for Juliet. She's mm. there um while watching for the podcast i've definitely caught more things in the background i'm not a huge fan of this episode wow but my legendary moment is murder train coming back around tish (laughs) i am surprised i really like this episode but that's okay
1: that's why everyone's free to believe what they'd like Mm -hmm. you know rick a patron writes hi ladies this is a decent one not really a favorite but a good little Mm. bottle episode I double-checked yep. if Pam Fryman was the director on this one. She was. Because the shots of the gang's iconic table from the other side of the room were disorienting. Yeah, that is a really yeah. good point. It is always awkward because we're not used to seeing that. Well, and Juliet in her The Full-Length interview, I don't know
0: if I'm going to put it in the short one, but either way, Juliet mentions watching them build that fourth wall for like the, one of the first times and how crazy it was to see that. That's wild.
1: I think it was disorienting for everybody. (laughs) Um, My mo is when Barney and Tad get served with the lawsuit at the bar. First, because, hey, they were getting their comeuppance about lying. Mm -hmm. But also, as a lawyer myself, I have worked with process servers as part of my job. Seeing it happen so smoothly and with poetic justice was hashtag oddly satisfying. (laughs) My runner-up was seeing Doug awkwardly CGI'd into the montage of McLaren moments. (laughs) I have to admit the first time I saw the episode I didn't realize it was edited. Whoops. Oh yeah, I mean
0: back then it was it was pretty easy to to trick people, but mm-hmm. now we now we are just so advanced, you know. Uh, Thanks, Rick. Next up is Lisa, and Lisa's another patron who says, Hi, ladies. My legendary moment this week is Robin gushing over men who fight, particularly the quote, if a guy's got a scar, he's got a Robin. And if he's missing teeth, I'm missing my pants. I always think about this when I watch hockey. (laughs) Have a
1: great week. Yeah, same. David also submitted his legendary moment through our website and wrote that the first is for Robin's absolute thirst for guys who fight. So hilarious. And well, <laughs> as a Canadian, I do know a lot of girls who are like that. So points for accuracy. Checks out. All right. <laughs> the second is when Ted punches Doug after the fiance comment. Just great. And definitely helping Ted get out of being pity, the pity phase, which even if he's your least favorite of the group, he deserves to bounce back from. Honorary mention to Robin's, I've got that, um times 10 while slowly walking to her room
0: (laughs) good one next up is a brand new listener from tel aviv israel named bat chen and they write in and say hello kate and caitlin my name is bat chen and i'm from tel aviv israel and i really enjoy listening to your legendary podcast it's really fun to listen to you thank you so much My legendary moments for this episode, those are definitely the Lily's kindergarten moments, especially when the kid said Marshall, said to Marshall that he's huge and he must weigh like a thousand pounds and Lily trying to indicate to the kid to stop talking. And Marshall saying he's wearing a baggy sweater and it has horizontal stripes. Keep up your good work. Take care. Thank you so much for listening. Alright, and last but not least is one of our new patrons, Luce. And Luce says, Hey guys, this is my first Legmo as a Le- a Patreon member. I've been listening to your podcast for the past three weeks and I'm finally wow. caught up. Wow. That is impressive. Thank you so much. Um, I have to say I'm glad I stuck around because this podcast is legend, wait for it, dairy. I had someone ask me the other day why we say dairy at the beginning of every episode. And I was like, if you listen mm-hmm. all the way to the end of our episodes, you'll know why. <laughs> it's a test um,
1: and you failed.
0: It's a test. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love your guys' humor and hearing your recap after watching each episode is one of my favorite things now. Mm. Aw. You know, Juliet said the same thing. She's like, you guys are really good to like watch and listen to in, in order. Like she really complimented us for that. So wow. I just want to let you know that. Yeah. She's like, it's a really great – it's a great pairing. So um, I know, right? Uh, Let's see. I honestly don't know what I'm going to do now in my spare time that I'm caught up. Sorry, dude. Uh, The fight is an episode I can sort of relate to. Future Ted says in the beginning that the worst thing about being left at the altar – Uh, is the steady, unrelenting stream of pity you get. Anytime I've had bad things happen, I've always been on the receiving end of copious amounts of pity. It's the worst. I'd argue to say that pity is usually the worst, is worse than the bad things that that have happened. That can be true for sure. Anyway, let me get to my Ludge Mo. My legendary moment is Marshall, from the fake flashback of him taking a cocoa break with his brothers, to him being judgy, to Marshall completely taking out Doug on his own. Ted, who's from the Midwest himself, should have known better about the kind of rough housing Marshall did and Marshall and his brothers did. Thank you both for being one of the things to keep me sane during this lockdown. Ooh, that's a lot of pressure. I hope you guys stay safe and healthy. Sending love from Michigan loose. Okay, so Michigan gets it. The Midwest is a place where real knockdown drag out sibling fights happen.
1: All right. What's your legendary moment? I think I just have to say Marshall because when I look at my list of things, mm. they're, they're all Marshall moments. It's all him. Yeah. It's I all him. I for sure lose my shit. Every, well, no. It has to go to Will Sasso because he's the guest.
0: Ooh.
1: <sighs> okay. He's your ledge mode? but I, A lot of people said Marshall. Yeah. So I'll go with Will because, I mean, Marshall is just exceptional. I... Every time yeah. I see the Erickson boys fighting, I lose my shit. Like, I double over. Oh, it's so great. Well, then make that so, your yeah. moment. But Will Sasso is so fucking good.
0: Yes. Shout out to Will Sasso. He's so great. I yes. hope we see okay. him again. I hope he still has a job at McLaren's I after all of this. Um, oh, I, I mean, I agree with everybody that the Fight Club remake was really good. Um, but, and I also just love that little line by Lily of, are you seeing anyone? You really should. So I think I'll give it to those, to those two. I like them. Those are good. Yeah. So that's it. Thank you so much, everybody for listening. Um, we will see you next time for little Minnesota. I'm very excited Mm -hmm. for that episode. It's a, it's a sweet one and we rarely get Marshall and Mm -hmm. Robin episodes. This is one of. Maybe the only ones that's really about the two of them and their friendship. Um, The mermaid theory later on as well. But this is a really great episode. So send your legendary moments to HeyBeautifulPodcast at gmail.com. If you love this recap, leave us an iTunes review. They're very, very helpful. um, And they help us grow as a family. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere you listen so you never miss a recap. And we hope you'll come back next episode.
1: Because it's going to be legend. Wait for it. This has been Hey Beautiful with your hosts, Kate Gorton and Caitlin Turner. Our intro
0: outro music is by Aloe All.